0: Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hin Mazena, and with me is Wael Hattar. And today's episode is about Dubai Design Week, which took place uh, between 24 and 29 October. Um, this episode is actually being recorded in two different cities. I'm in London at the moment, and Wael is in Dubai. Hi, Wael. Hello. And and thanks to uh, technology and design and the spirit of innovation, we're doing this via Skype, and we're hoping. We get this recording through without any hiccups. Well and I are going to talk about these different sections and our experience when we went to visit the um, design week. Yeah,
1: well, first of all, I guess we can wondering. mention that uh, downtown design was not in downtown this year, but at uh, D3, in the location with everything else. Um, and that's about the only thing kind of different with it. It's still a mainly B2B type presentation with a few things here and there uh, yeah. for the rest yeah, of
0: Yeah, that's true. This year's edition included uh, quite a few initiatives, uh, including Abweb, which is doors in Arabic, and it was uh, basically um, a series of uh, pavilions from Algeria, Bahrain, India, Iraq, Palestine, and UAE, and just showcasing kind of new design under the theme of the human senses. Then there was Iconic City, and... uh, Last year's uh, was a focus on Beirut. This year's edition focused on Cairo. Uh, There were also uh, quite a few key uh, commission installations that were seen at Design District and around the city, uh, plus other initiatives that included talks and workshops uh, dotted across Dubai. Let's start with the Global Grad Show. Uh, I know you went and spent a long time there, and it was kind of marketed as the biggest global grad show in the world <laughs> so i know can you can you share some thoughts on yeah, well the, experience? the
1: the grad show in general was 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 pretty big i think they had about, if i'm remembering the the numbers right about 145 projects and uh, at least 40 or 50 even uh, universities that were, uh, that were that were presenting um i had a, I had a kind of a a chance to to go kind of right before all the opening and, and all of the madness, so it was a bit empty, and I could walk around and and really spend time there and look at each project uh, and give it and give it its time and I even had a chance to talk to its curator Brendan Megetrick about uh, about the work and about the distribution and I think that I think what they didn't have as much last year what they had this year was the the division of of, of the projects. Into different sections, which is um, refreshing to say the least, because usually at, at grad shows you just kind of get a lump of all the projects together, while this year it was kind of it had a, a, a kind of a, a defi- decisive distribution of empower, sustain, and connect, where things aren't just about design being pretty, but design being something that's actually developed, something that's useful, something that's intelligent, something that we go forward in life and, and really does bring um, new elements to, to our, I guess, our civilization. Were
0: there any favorite pieces that you saw while at the grad show?
1: Um, yes, I think for, for me, two – well, one of them was, was a big changer. It was like – it, it did really fill – I guess the big word of civilization, as I have mentioned it. And one was more of a pragmatic object. But in general, I think all of them were um, were quite up to, um, up to a, a decent level. Um, so let's mention the, kind of the one that blew me away, and I even had a message, and, I, and, I, and the designer was there, so I talked to him as well, well, at least one of the designers. It, um, it's, it's called Hugsy. It's like those swaddling blankets for babies. And the whole design came from the aspect of kangaroo care and, and, and how that happens. And, and it's for premature babies. So basically, the infant, when, when they kind of hold them to the body, that skin-to-skin skin helps their development. But sometimes when they're in that, I hope I'm saying it right, the ICU infant baby thing, the little kind of tube where the premature babies are, are, are kept to develop, they're, they're missing that, that kind of that feeling all the time. So what the designers did, and these are, this is from the hoven University of Technology. So what the designers did is that they created a kind of like a, a huggy wrap around that records the mother's heartbeat and this and kind of uh, attracts its smell. So once the baby is wrapped around it, it will always kind of hear and smell the the mother as if it was laying on her. So it's it's something kind of really simple and and quite basic, but but. But the thought of creating it and developing it, from the understanding of, of even kind of copying animals and and, and, and nature, is is quite, uh, I guess, dramatic. I don't know if they have enough uh, research for 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 what happens after it, but but uh, but as a start, it was uh, it's, it's a great thing to a great thing to have. Although sadly, um, when I, when I kind of came around later on, they had a sign saying, "Please do not touch the, or do not take." Do not touch, do not take a uh, design piece. And that's that's a little bit worrying about, about the viewership here. Second thing oh, is.
0: Yeah, I, I remember. So, I mean, like, A, with the Hugsy, it's almost like an alternative incubator for babies. Is that what?
1: I no, it's, it's placed with the incubator. So the baby is wrapped around in it, yeah. inside the incubator. Inside. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I remember that sign. I think. Please do not take is the new. Please do not touch. You know, guess, in the yeah, the world.
1: Design world, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, 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 totally got distressed when I saw that sign, so thinking, what are the audience <laughs> <laughs> and, and visitors from Dubai doing? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, and, yeah. Yeah, no, and and, okay. the,
1: and the second one is is uh, I guess that's more because I've I've been, I'm, I'm I'm a child of the desert, and it's modular stairs for dunes, um, and this comes from the University of Santa Catarina State University. Uh, Santa Catarina State University, and uh, the designer was also there, and I had a chance to kind of have a talk with him. These are basically modular, like, I guess the best way to design it without without seeing it is like it's a, that's the way to explain it, without seeing it is, it's like it's kind of Lego-attached step-type things, so it's kind of one modular shovel and a flat bed which kind of gets stuck on each other, and it creates stairs in, in dunes. So for us, I guess, back in the, the 90s, when you used to run away from school in and, and charge and run around, this was always would be helpful. Or, for instance, in a lot of uh, civil engineering cases or, um, or or surveyors, when they go to new areas uh, in this part of the world and, and other parts of the world where, where it's mainly when it's, it was a desert heavy, um, you need to be able to kind of walk up the dunes rather than just drive. And this kind of does uh, create an easy, simple system for you to get to places to scout to see uh, before you built in deserts and uh, before you built in roads and dams and and such,
0: and I mean, was was there an actual uh, physical piece that you saw, or is it just a conceptual where you could just saw like a a model of it or drawings? No, of they it?
1: had the you know they had a they had the actual piece there, which has uh, different parts in the middle, different parts in the top, so it can kind of. Uh, Hold its its own weight in uh, in uh, in place because as as you know the sand moves along and you need to be able to stabilize something especially with its weight as it constructs on and on. Um, but enough about me because basically we went uh, both of us on two different times. How was your experience? Because you went on a, on more of the open days, correct?
0: Yeah, I think I mean your experience was during the the press uh, preview. I think that's why I was quiet, which I didn't have a chance to go to myself. But yeah, I went when, I mean, it wasn't crazy packed, there were a lot of people, but it felt really tight, like to me as an experience, I just stepped in, it felt like I was at some trade show, it was really busy, people were talking about it, 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 there wasn't enough room where I I could just stand and look at the the work, read about it, it was quite busy, Um, and there were a lot of students there, but I didn't necessarily want to speak to everyone, and I know they were there, obviously, to answer questions, or promote their work, but I'm more of the type that would rather just look the work on my own and read it and if I have questions I'll seek the person and I didn't feel like I um, I was able to do that just because it was really tight like all, all the stands were so close to each other and I just felt like I was as, I was at a trade fair um, and maybe that's how bad shows are, I've, I've, I don't have much experience with grad shows but then again this was also promoted as the biggest grad show so I did wonder this is, is this more about you know uh, quantity versus quality uh, I mean I like that we were given access to see a lot of very innovative ideas. But I was also wondering, like, who is this for? What happens after this? Um, And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, did you have a chance to speak to the curator?
1: Um, First of all, I don't think it is um, quantity versus uh, quality because um, the quality for for most of them were were really, really high, and at least the ones I kind of understood and and connected with. But... um, but in, gen- in general terms of, of grad shows, it's just a, a placeholder to kind of show and present what goes on for each university, for, for these students to uh, get projects, get funding, get work. But, um, but for us here, having this kind of larger collective, being in a kind of a, um, a Dubai design week, I'm not sure if, if we by ourselves have enough students for something as grand, but I think it's more about um, really enticing the area to to start and understand and develop and, and and place it in a comparative state with with the rest of the world in terms of uh, design and thought development.
0: Yeah, I mean, because there's two things here. I wanna, I was thinking about like, do you think with the global grad show there was opportunities for some of these projects to get funding? Like, do you think was it seeking funds? That's why a show like that was put together. And two, I during that week, they announced the Dubai Institute of Design and Innovation, also known as D-I-D-I. Even though when it first announced, I thought it was D-D or D-I-D, but it's, they confirmed it's pronounced as it D-I-D-I. And it's partnered with uh, MIT and um, Parsons College. And I looked up the website for D-I-D-I, and again, it was like very pr heavy language, you know, about the vision and the future. And there was a line like, the IDI will create leaders and influencers of the 21st century. And I was just kind of thinking about that message and the announcement. And there was a model of the building, which was placed right outside the Global Grad Show, right by it, like it was in this within the same building. And I thought, and we've discussed this several times, like there hasn't been enough groundwork here to create designers here. And maybe the school will change things. But it just felt that this huge gap where again we're seeing lots of work and innovations and you know coming in from outside and and displayed as an exhibition and and there's nothing to counteract that from from the UAE or from Dubai.
1: Yeah, I definitely see it as, as as unfair because all of a sudden uh, they have this pressure, the students have the pressure to be the biggest, best world-changing thing when it's not even kind of born yet. But uh, to be honest, it was at the entrance of the uh, grad show, and I walked in, it, it looked more like an architectural presentation of some new uh, warehouses or studios. So I just uh, kind of eye-rolled and walked uh, on, to be honest. <laughs> uh, actually, having said that, though, the design in, in general of, of of the grad show wasn't kind of the best. And I don't mean about the, the stacking of, 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 of the kind of those kinds of... Unit boxy type things that was okay because you needed to host a lot of um, projects in one space. But it was about kind of the, something as basic as signage. When you're walking, sometimes the sign is on the left, sometimes the sign is on the right, sometimes the sign is on both sides. So there wasn't a a cohesive uh, design, <laughs> visual design sense sense to it. And then uh, because it's kind of tight together, you even sometimes missed out the extra information up um, above all of the designs. But then And knowing we don't have much space, there's a huge couch in the middle, a large yellow circular couch, which I didn't really see the point, especially that we are trying to to have space. I mean, that could have been distributed. But then again, you said that when you were there, it was quite tight with all the humans. But um, for me, it's even beyond that. Even when it was empty, it was just... Not completely thought of as a design aspect, he just kind of stuck things together and then thought about presentation of it of it after, which is which is unfortunate because I can see how 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 Brendan put a lot of work in selecting this and the thought behind all the three distributions and all the work that the that the, that the students the graduates put into their project. So I don't know who's who's to blame on on this point, but uh, but that wasn't to be fair the only designy flaw of the design week. Uh, we can we can talk about car because I thought both of them had spatial dis awareness.
0: I see your point about the issues with the navigation plan of the the fair, uh, particularly at the Global Grad Show. Like I said, I just found it very tight. It was just I struggled to be able to um, digest the information because there was a lot of it and like put in a, a, in a very small space. But there were things that were displayed throughout design district and some were kind of spread around which you know was nice to walk to in between distance having said that the morning I went there was like really loud dance music which I just felt really unnecessary like you know you turn up at eleven thirty in the morning and this glaring music which just didn't really go with the the feel of the fair and I I couldn't understand why that was happening. But, yeah, I mean, one of the the sections of the design week I spent time at was the web pavilions, which, um, again, I think following from last year, it kind of features um, designers from specific countries. And this year, this, the theme was the human sense. And it was all kind of was put together to make you feel like you're walking through... A a courtyard in an Arabian house with, um, you know, the green mesh that you see um, used for exterior structure. Like, so it had this. So it was quite shaded, and um, and yeah, and I mean, and each country's pavilion uh, featured like a collective or a designer, and each one. At talking about um, the, the theme of the human sense. The pavilions featured uh, works from Algeria, Bahrain, India, Iraq, Palestine, and UAE. So the UAE pavilion, uh, the title for its work was The Future Cafeteria, and an ode oh to the cafeterias in the UAE. But I also felt it was a very kind of fetishized look, fetishized design aspect of uh, these cafeterias, where it's taking the kitsch element, and it just didn't really... Push ideas that made me think of oh this is what the future cafeteria will look like in the UAE. It just kind of took again the bright colors and you know and the and the the looks of the menus and,
1: and so it's a redesign and, rather than a development.
0: I yeah like I was I walked it in when I heard about the, the future cafeteria I was expecting like to see some you know like either some radical ideas or something really different and. The place was really dark, so it's very different to your experience at the cafeterias that we see mm-hmm. in uh, the UAE, where which are really bright and and it it you know and it's
1: this is the only one I actually know, couldn't see because when I went to when I went around and looked at everything else this one had a malfunction so I had to not be able to see I
0: mean, it. Okay, the the one. I mean like I said cuz there were like there were posters there was wallpaper uh, they were playing with the recycling elements so they were serving Karak tea and then when you finished drinking it they would put that like in a kind of design circ- wall with lots of holes so when the more it filled up with these cups it started looking like a design piece um there was one part with uh, used hologram and it was using images from the menus and and you know so the like mini holograms and that was the only kind of okay is that the futuristic element but i, I felt it like it didn't really celebrate the spirit of the mm. cafeteria and i just felt i think it was reappropriating um ideas and like i said that earlier like there was a specialization to it versus mm. uh trying to pre- present new ideas that really thinks about okay what will the space be like i was however really impressed with the palestine pavilion uh, it had a really big um installation uh, titled Mass Imperfections. I hope I give this piece justice by just describing it because it really is a piece that needed to be seen in person and experienced physically. It was a carved structure uh, where you could stand under it, walk around it and it was made of olive wood but it was also uh, I think it was the manufacturing of it which included machine, but it also had um, you know the human touch with it, and so multiple but, modules yeah. stuck together
1: no it's definitely um, one of those I mean if comparing it to the other ones it did it did really think about um, the the origin of of the um, of the kind of the Palestinian identity when it comes to the olive trees, and then how that is taken within the design element, yet still looking sleek and contemporary. So it did have a lot of thought to it. Besides, I guess besides kind of shallow fetishization, fetishization as as we put it.
0: Yeah, I mean, because there was an artisanal aspect to it, there was technology aspect to it, there was. The, yeah the you know the representation of the olive tree and what does it stand for and what does it represent and I felt like it had lots of really good strong themes and ideas put together and uh, a piece that was really beautiful to look at and uh, it you know might look like a perfect structure from a distance but then each of the module that was Put together, like, each one looked different. So there was imperfection as well. So it's also celebrating kind of, you know, beautiful imperfections that can be made into a piece that looked beautiful overall, you know, aesthetically. I hope that makes sense to the listener.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. And I guess when we talk to aesthetic, we move to the, uh, not a pavilion, but the, but the this, this the, uh, what is it called, the back, Cairo?
0: Cairo, now, City Incomplete was the title.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they had inside a lot of uh, graphic design and... Uh, Industrial design and a bit, of, a, tine, a tiny bit of architecture, but I don't know if it was on purpose or not. But it was all kind of crammed in together, so it made me feel like I was in Cairo again, where everything was on top of each other. But I don't know if that was the the main intention. Um, I did find though a few interesting design pieces, very few though that played on kind of Arabic typography. The rest just look a tiny bit dated to me when it came to graphic design. Um, and funnily enough, the only things that were interesting were the ones that played on the on that kind of egyptian kitsch aspect and didn't think too highly of itself those were actually done pretty well but everything else was trying too hard to be something and it just i thought it was just missing Uh, maybe the curate curating of it all didn't i don't see any connection to it to be honest
0: Yeah, I mean, it did feel like just kind of a big kind of lumped up of things made in Egypt. Like, I think, I mean, the intention of the space was, I think, a celebration of designers from Egypt. um, And I think also a reflection of the city and the the state of the city now. But I just felt, yeah, it was kind of like, everything was put together i didn't necessarily see anything that felt innovative and maybe that was not necessarily the intention to show an innovative work but to show creative work done by the, the creative community but having said that it this one definitely felt like it was quantity versus quality and um and fine i mean i love seeing the posters especially kind of the ones about cinema but that's the cinephile in me but as a something put in the context of Design Week, and it's a week uh, you know to kind of see new work, fresh work. Like nothing looked fresh. Like it was.
1: Yeah, and, and knowing and knowing Cairo, not... there's a lot of work in Cairo. I don't think it was actually researched well enough. I don't know if I can say that. But, but...
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely felt the case of like uh, I don't know. I don't know you see these things. Like sometimes they're really obvious. It's just like who the curator knows, and it's just you know, like it felt like it was everyone and anyone, but. I don't know. It definitely didn't have a... Like I said, it really lacked a look at show, a showcase of fresh work. Like, nothing was surprising for me. I mean, I think it was surprising for a lot of people who aren't familiar with the work from that region. So it was an opportunity, I think, to showcase talent out of Cairo. But I... Like, and so overall, like it was a fun piece, but that's it. Like I didn't leave, nothing stayed with me, nothing I wanted to research further, wanted to look out for more. And yeah. and usually, yeah, when I go to these events, I'm I'm trying to find something that really stands out. And I want to tell people about, you know, go and see this, make sure you don't miss this. And I definitely didn't feel that when I walked out of Cairo Now City complete.
1: Yeah, I mean, as, as, a, as, a, as a graduate of design myself, uh, having seen the graduate show, it shows some interesting things and in development of it. This one was just a little bit of a letdown overall. But, okay, let's go on. Let's go on to the outside now. There were, as you mentioned earlier on, a lot of installations at D3 and in and around Dubai. Did anything catch your eye in, in specific and, and change your view on things?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, the, the one that caught my eye only because it was so shiny and it was sponsored by Swarovski, It's a piece called Hexalite, and it was designed by Zainab Al who is an artist and a designer, and uh, I think she was commissioned to work on this piece. And, um, I mean, I don't know, there was just something about it. It, it, was, it was very ostentatious and it uh, was very, like I said, shiny. And I asked her, like, could she have done this piece without you know, the the shiny bits. And she said yes. And um, the description of this piece says, uh, in numerology, the number 33 represents world harmony. It is the number of spiritual creation and transformative thinking representing perfect logic, creativity, and perseverance. The number 33 reveals the flow of healing energy through an honest heart and unconditional love. I definitely didn't feel any of that when I saw the piece.
1: (laughs) I mean, I just saw it as like large kind of hexagonal constructions of each other. So they could have been...
0: Quite... Yeah, yeah, and you could see through. And yeah, I'm not sure, like, again... Um,
1: Art versus design versus sculpture.
0: Yeah, like it's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, I was still thinking about it and I was trying to think, what does it mean? And I think also it's positioning and, 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 and this whole kind of this branding, you know, and these big names. And when you see these names what does it mean and, and what's the purpose of having a piece like this at design week? Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of, I had lots of weird thoughts about it. Yeah, and I don't know if this is a piece that's going to like have a permanent home in Dubai. Is it going to travel around? Is it part of the collection of Swarovski? Um, so, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, ostentatious was the word that came to mind when I saw it. I mean, I, I like Zina Hashmi she does really interesting work. Uh, and I think you know, good on her for having uh, a big brand like that commissioner to do a piece like this. But at the end of the day, like it didn't, it didn't really speak to me, and I'm not sure who it spoke to.
1: And fair, that's a very fair comment. And about, uh, unfortunately for me, about the rest of the the pieces outside of uh, D3, because I was running around doing a million things, I didn't have the chance to to catch any. And I think they, they were all there for the three four days only, right?
0: well yeah i mean i mean fine it was a week of uh, it was a week and there were lots of Events and installations and exhibitions around the city, but there's only so much you could do considering, you know, we do other stuff. It's not like the film festival where we can dedicate an entire day sitting in the cinema and watching everything, right? <laughs> like this one, you have to drive, you have to go somewhere, you have to plan it. And there were lots of really interesting ideas that I completely missed out on just because I really did not have the time to to go to these places. And I mean, even friends were showing, and I couldn't go and see the work to support it. And my only, I think, issue with this was why weren't the installations or that were shown outside Design District, which was the main venue of the Design Week, left on a lot longer. Like, why was it only just one week? It was. I think it's a missed opportunity to to for people living in the city to explore design, which I think there were probably a lot more interesting ideas compared to what was shown in Dubai Design District. And, and, and yet, you know, it was only there for one week. It really, again, focuses on trying to get the attention from maybe international press versus engaging with people in the city. I mean, there were locations as like Dubai Mall, um, you know, Academic City, al Avenue, and maybe each of these places have their own audience. But I also felt it, like, the likes of us who like to see everything, you know, missed out because it really wasn't impossible to see everything. I mean, one, one of the, um, what I completely missed out on is uh, Drac designed Russell Hor, which featured like a collective of uh, artists and designers, and uh, and it was focusing on wood. And I think there were like really interesting um, designs showcased, but it was only up for the, the, that week, and I just could not go to that space, which was by uh, Russell Hoor, you know, towards the creek, and it, I just did not have the time to go, and even the timings, like, would open from the afternoon, so even if I was free in the morning, I couldn't go and check it out, and I know there was an, there was another talk called Designing Futuristic Arabia, and it's, um, it was by a filmmaker called Mohamed Rasul, and talking about the sci-fi film he's working on, and how he's trying to um, kind of Present a futuristic Gulf city in his film, and I was interested in the talk when I read the description, but again, it was something I completely missed on i mean there there was like a lot of stuff I think almost like i don't know a hundred so but um it was too spread out, and it was too um tight a time for people who are really interested or are curious to go and see everything.
1: Yeah, that would definitely be in more of the the con aspect of, of Design Week. And I yeah. guess as a wrap-up, we can just give a, a quick pro and, and con selection of things if you want, because... Um, I mean, this is the, if you want to start with the cons and end on a positive, uh, this kind of the time breakdown was definitely a, a, a con. For me, the, the spatial distribution and the actual design of the design week was a con. Um, and definitely one of the, one, the, one of the bad things, even though people don't re- remember it later on, the parking was terrible. Kind of knowing that number of people are coming and all of that was, was, was a bit terrible. Um, from From my end,
0: no, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's one of those where we have to go early because we want to avoid the crowd, we want to be able to park and and you shouldn't feel that way when it's a design festival week, you know like, yeah. you know it should be it should, you shouldn't have these the stress about when to go like it, it, i yeah, so I just wish kind of organizers listen to this kind of feedback uh,
1: on, on the plus though, I think um what they did with the, with the grad show was, 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 was very interesting in terms of bringing all these projects and bringing all these students along so there was a chance for a lot of communication a lot of discussion a lot of interaction happening with with us and, and them and that 's definitely positive for any of the design students we have in in the UAE and, and other design as designers there and the second pro is actually kind of uh, maybe a bit contradictory to, to the con but having it in D3 having it in this larger open space was was interesting because we were able to house a lot of things close to each other versus last uh, year when it was even more scattered around. So that's, I think that's a good thing to have it there. This hopefully they can just readjust it or put a little bit more thought into into that aspect. Any extra pros that I missed on that you want to mention?
0: No, no I mean, not gonna I kind of agree. I mean, I like the ideas behind the week, but I think it's the execution of, of certain things or certain works or certain projects. But look, it is the second year of the of this design festival and I'm sure it's you know it'll go on to do a lot better things. But yeah, and my issue also is that there's not enough critical discussion about these kind of events. So everything is just, oh, it's great and people post pictures on Instagram and hashtag and everyone's really happy and it's about, you know, turning up and taking pictures of yourself there and I've just I just don't read or hear anyone saying anything more behind this, like, why is this and what is it and what could it do and what does it mean? And I mean, I guess fine, you and I have these discussions, but I just wish there was, you know, more of these discussions versus just, oh, it's an event. Like everything just feels very event based and it's it's about turning up and being seen there and no further discussion happens after it.
1: Yeah, and with that, I think it's a, it's a great time to end. Um, we'll look forward to to the, to the design week next year and everything else that happens in Dubai and developments. So thank you all for listening. Uh, can't wait for you, Hint, to come back for the film festival and us to go through more of, more of that.
0: Yeah, that's probably going to be our next episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. So I'll see you in a few weeks.